0: Hello and welcome to the Consider Your Mind podcast. I'm your host, Eric King, and along with my co host, Mino Pachan, we're here to talk about all things mental health. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Consider Your Mind podcast. I'm your gracious host, Eric King. Welcome to episode 37. Obviously, there's a voice missing. My boy, a partner in crime, co-host to the show, Mino Pachan. Um, he's dealing with some medical issues right now. Those that follow the show, they kind of know, you know, what, what's some of the things he's spoken about, but he's in good spirits, you know, he's out of the hospital, he's back home um, with his family, I just spoke to him, and so, you know, we're keeping uh, his spirit alive on this show, so keep him in your prayers and your thoughts um, as we go ahead with this episode, and um, in this particular one, um, it's a part two, we're going to be doing Rolling with the Punches part two, part one was episode 31, and uh, looking back at it, you know, that's one of the last ones that Mino we did together and co-hosted and just talking about all the things that you know we were kind of going through and dealing with adjustments you know as the podcast was progressing but as life was progressing and so now just a couple of months later to keep the main thing the main thing which is you know mental health and focusing on mind. so thanks for you know rocking with us and coming right back around for this episode so I, t- I spoke last um, to you all uh, episode 35 I believe it was about starting to you know I'm gonna be doing some book reviews and things like that coming up uh, to get some more um, add some more substance and you know material to the show and one of the ones I wanted to cover was uh, Brene Brown pretty popular on you know get big big time on YouTube dr. Brene Brown on all these platforms and stuff um, and so I want to do a review on her book the gifts of imperfection and um, and, you know, that's still coming. But briefly, I wanted to share with you guys something I kind of gleaned from it, just the beginning of it, so no spoilers. She has a chapter called Courage, Compassion, and Connection. And I thought, um, as I was, you know, reading it, I really liked her, you know, definition of uh, courage. You know, uh, which it's not her definition, but she kind of went back to the original meaning of it and how that relates to, you know, uh, mental health and emotional uh, connection and well-being. And the original um, the root word for courage is core, C-O-R, um, which is the word for heart. And so, you know, the original meaning for courage was to speak one's mind by telling all one's heart. Okay. So courage originally meant to speak one's mind by telling all of one's heart. And um, again, the theme of this show is vulnerability and, you know, talking about mental health and tough subjects like that um, to kind of destigmatize them and to really, you know, we're, shooting this stuff from the heart and I know so I really love that definition of it and you know over time it's kind of taken on more of a heroic type of thing you know uh, courageous is you know synonymous with you know leaping tall buildings in a single bond bound you know running into burning buildings um things like that but you know courage in this sense you know literally is being vulnerable that takes a lot of courage you know um when somebody says they're going through something it takes you courage to say hey I've been there before too you know, um, to, you know, that, you know, obviously there's, uh, you know, uh, movements and things like that say, talking about, hey, I'm a victim as well. You know, me too type of thing. But that does take courage. Um, and, you know, we have to have the courage to be vulnerable, um, to make that connection, to reach out and to be seen um, when it's a, when a lot of times it's much easier to hide. And her other um, thing, she kind of goes into the root uh, definition of the word uh, compassion and compassion literally from its latin roots uh, means to suffer with you know the roots of that word compassion are to suffer with so you know it's uh not always our default response you know to people you know when we see they're going through certain things um but one way to develop more compassion and i really thought was um you know really expertly you know put together by her was the, her research on boundaries and compassion you know we spoke on that you know subject a few episodes back boundaries um you know something i do struggle with by my personality type just wanting to get along go along you know all that type of stuff um but um it was it's found that people with the best boundaries who practice the healthiest boundaries also are the one are the most compassionate people you know so um compassionate people are boundary people you know so it seems kind of counterintuitive the very thing you know we think By, you know, violating a lot of times our boundaries, doing things we're not comfortable with, you know, going that extra mile for that person, doing all this stuff that, you know, um, we don't necessarily get rewarded for. Then that we become resentful towards people, you know, because we let them violate our boundaries and then we resent them. So it's hard to have compassion for somebody that you're resenting, you know, and vice versa. It's hard to be resentful of somebody that you have compassion for. So, you know, that's something to really, you know, meditate on and think about. And again, full review coming later on. But that's something that's really, you know, helped me. And it's something I've told a lot of people actually, you know, recently giving them some advice on what they're going through, whether it be, you know, friendships, um, relationships, marriages, whatever it is. Um, Hey, with even in that relationship, make sure you're enforcing and, you know, practicing healthy boundaries. So that way you have the capacity to have compassion for that person when you know your significant other comes by or you know whoever it is in your life and they're coming at you with this problem they're going through it because we all go through it you know now you have the capacity to hear it really relate to that person you know and feel for them instead of if you've been you know letting giving that person you know letting that person violate your boundaries not enforcing boundaries now all of a sudden when that person comes to you with a problem you're coming at them like well look at all this stuff i did for you what are you complaining about i did da-da-da-da. you see so you don't want to get caught in that so Shout out to Dr. Brown, uh, gifts, the Gifts of Imperfection, you know, really helped me frame, you know, put some language to some things. Uh, one of the things I talked about in the last episode, episode 36, with Emily Blake on postpartum depression and anxiety, she said one of the things that really helped her was getting a diagnosis even of anxiety. Uh, when you had a language, now you had, you know, you're not just going crazy, you know, in a sense. No, there's something actually going on. And even just that, you know, having the language for that. And- so, yeah, continue to read. People will try to continue to give you, um, you know, things to keep you sharp. Um, and obviously, I'll have the links to it in the description box below, you know, so you guys can go check it out for yourself. But um, going back to the, again, the theme of today's show is Rolling with the Punches Part 2. And in Part 1, we talked a lot about ambiguity tolerance and dealing with uncertainty and, you know, how in the, how to persevere through that and not, like, like you know your anxiety from those moments take over um in this one i kind of want to focus more on the part two of it of you know again courage as we spoke about and resilience courage as we, again we said it's the original uh, meaning of it was to you know speak from one's heart with all one's heart um but you know the definition has changed over time and you know words have power and it's important that we um you know recognize that and you know w- one of the definitions that i did like from it was Uh, the ability to do something that frightens one, that's courageous, you know, Uh, strength in the face of pain and grief. Another one, the mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. So within courage, you know, by definition, there's an element of, you know, fear there. There's something that frightens you. There's something that makes you uncomfortable, something that you don't necessarily want to do, you know, but you're not letting that stop you from doing what you have to do. and um, as you know things have changed in my life, and you know especially becoming a father, there's gonna be many things that I don't necessarily want to do, but I have to do them um in order to you know handle the responsibilities I've signed up for, <laughs> you know, and so, as always, I continue to go to therapy and encourage you all to do so as well and our in our last session, um, I was speaking with my therapist about. You know, everything that's been going on with me and in particularly my job situation and how that changed Um, very quickly out of nowhere. Again, I spoke about it in the Being Vulnerable episode 35. Um, I got told on a a Tuesday that next Friday would be my last day of work. And, you know, this is only like five months into the job, four months, and I have a longer contract than that. But, you know, out of nowhere, things change. You know, and it wasn't just me, whole division that I was part of. They just decided to move a different direction. And in that moment again, I've spoke about it before one of the things that would trigger my anxiety or triggered me in the past is the the lack of a job or you know job losses and things like that um and so I had to really you know in that moment you know sit there and be like and take inventory as you know again I got a le- after I got a letter in the mail you know saying my rent was going up, so I had to probably look for a new apartment uh, after um again, finally getting comfortable at the job. You know, I spoke about, it was a fully remote job and it took me a couple of months just to really even get comfortable, you know, with it, you know, my anxiety to calm down, you know, about, you know, the actual work I was doing. And on top of that, now, hey, how am I supposed to tell the mother of my child, hey, I'm going to gonna be without a job pretty soon. You know, it was, um, it was a lot, you know, on me at that time. And I had to, To harken back to something I spoke on in Rolling with the Punches Part One, reaction versus response. Something that me and my therapist have been working on. um, Instead of, you know, when you deal with the situation, when you come across the situation, whatever it is, how are you truly responding to the situation or are you just reacting? Are you responding and, you know, doing what's necessary, evaluating the situation, looking for it, and then doing corresponding actions that, you know, benefit you in that situation? Or are you just, Having a reaction to something, to, you know, are you just uh, trying to alleviate your anxiety by doing whatever, you know, smoking something, drinking something, um, procrastinating, doing whatever it is, you know, to alleviate that stress in the time, but that doesn't actually solve the actual, you know, issue that you're going through. So I had to take a second, take a deep breath, you know, and Go on my LinkedIn, get to my resume together, start reaching back out to recruiters, you know, update my resume, all that stuff. I had to get literally, you know, as I know I'm about to leave this job, I had to get prepared for the next one, you know, as that's happening. So I didn't have the time to, you know, throw the usual pity party for myself like I would in the past, you know, be so sad. And, you know, This is unfair. This is and it's not what they promised me. I didn't even have the time to go through all that. I had to get right back to. All right. What's the next move? Because, hey, baby's got to eat. My son's daycare bill isn't stopping, you know, <laughs> he's starting to eat a little food now, you know, so um, he's going beyond the milk. So we just bought baby shoes recently for him, you know, it's about to get cold out here. And so, you know, update everything as well. You know, I'm two weeks into my new job. So uh, of that four weeks that I was away from podcasting, two of which I spent unemployed, you know, so it wasn't too long. But that's because I was very proactive before I was done with that job I basically had a um, interviews and other ones lined up for me and so that's that's my encouragement to you all as you're going through stuff um, just hey respond to the situation don't just you know react even if that's what feels natural for you to do um you know it's just a man f this da, 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 I'm so mad this is unfair go through all that stuff have your pity party um there is a place and time for that but it's don't let that get in the way of um, doing what you have to do. And so that that theme of resilience is what you know. As I was telling my you know therapist, you know what I've been going through, how I've been reacting or how I've been responding to what's, what's been happening in my life, he said, you know, resilience. That's what he was getting from me. That that word you know kept coming up. And so uh, as I started to you know I was looking up the definition of courage, so I looked up resilience too. You know, found out some cool things. And um you know one of the definitions I did like was resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. You know toughness was one of the synonyms for it. Um, another one, the ability, you know, for the material world, the ability of a substance or object to spring back um, into shape, elasticity. Um, you know, for, shout out to all the moms out there talking about the snap back, you know, at recovering after the baby, that whole thing, you know. Um, there's That's the physical manifestation of what we uh, resilience is mentally, you know, snapping back. You know after the trauma, after what happened to you, after you know, we go through this difficulties, whatever it is um that acts upon you, how how fast can you get back to your pre trauma state? How fast can you get back to yourself? I have been making a conscious effort to be proactively resilient, put myself in a position so that way when setbacks, you know, hit me emotionally, whatever it is, hey, I can you know, return quickly and get back, you know, to my normal self and, you know, living, you know, the life that I want to live. You know, you don't want the whole thing is we again, the theme of the show is mental health. And we all have some things that we go through from time to time. But it's the, the whole point is to not let that stop you, you know. My therapist brought up, again, that theme of resilience, and it's something I've tried to impart on the people in my life, you know, my co-host, my friends, whatever it is, um, as they tell me the things that they're going through. As as I've been vulnerable in opening up, they've been more vulnerable in opening up um, to share with me, you know, um, and that, again, and that's what this platform is for, so, um, and again, while looking up the definition of resilience and, you know, mental health and stuff like that, I started to, you know, run across other resources, um, you know, shout out to the American Psych- Psychological Association, Mayo Clinic. We reference them a lot here. Usually put their links in the description box. Um, and they had I, I really like kind of like their take on it when they thought, talked about resilience, you know, in the mental health you know, type of way. It wasn't, you know, the same thing as like stoicism. You know, um, the courage and resilience we're talking about, it's not the same thing as, you know, a person who endures pain or hardships without showing any feelings or complaining. You know, no, you know, it's not expected to be like that. Um, You know, like, like Spock, that would be like a stoic character, you know, that instead of showing courage, you know, not, you know, in the face of danger or being scared, you know, Spock just doesn't acknowledge fear at all. You know, uh, the stoic would do that. So, but that's not the approach um, that's healthy, you know, mentally mentally that the you're supposed to acknowledge what's happening but not you know but not allowing it to stop you so so their definition of it is resilience is the process and outcome of successfully adapting to difficult or challenging life experiences especially through mental emotional or behavioral flexibility and adjustments to external and internal demands so that's you know the apa's very fancy definition you know um but i kind of like again how they ended it was um, kind of the same thing that the Mayo Clinic does. It's uh, psychological research demonstrates that resources and skills associated with more positive ab- adaptations, i.e. great resilience, can be cultivated and practiced. So looking at it more as a skill, you know, as a transition, I looked kind of at Mayo Clinic, what they had to say about it was, um, you know, resilience, build skills to endure hardship resilience means being able to adapt to life's misfortunes and setbacks so I, I was like you know that that's a very positive way to look at it because you know it's adaptation it's over time it's skills you can build skills over time um if we're looking at resilience is something that we can you know become better at um we don't have to just stay in the state of you know you know maybe you're not a person that deals with change well you know that doesn't have to be you forever you know you maybe you haven't in the past like i said i didn't deal you know, with uh, job losses, employment issues, anything like that. I didn't deal with it well. However, I can see over time, you know, that I've made progress. I'm dealing with it much better than I have in the past. And so um, we've done episodes um, about being on the spectrum, um, you know, dealing with autism spectrum disorder. And the theme behind that was building up skills, especially if you catch it early, um, early detection of it, uh, you can, that child can then, develop the skills necessary, you know, to have a normal and functioning life that other ch- cognitively normal children, you know, just pick up naturally. It just takes a little bit more work for them to to go ahead and pick up those skills, but it's perfectly possible. So um, I love really looking at it through that lens, the lens of hope. Um, this is something that you, you know, can improve, can get better at. So um, adapting to adversity. Um, adversity Uh, It's something, again, we all face through, you know, the the rain falls on the just and the unjust to life. But resilience is the ability to adapt to difficult situations. When stress, adversity or trauma strike, you will experience anger, grief and pain, but you're able to keep functioning both physically and psychologically. And again, as I mentioned earlier, I love how they they put it um, as well. However, resilience isn't about putting up with something difficult, being stoic or figuring it out on your own. In fact, it's about reaching out to others for support. Um, that is a key part of being resilient. And that I thought that was such a powerful message. Uh, we don't have to necessarily do it on our own. And as I said, my reaction all the time, you know, when I'm going through certain situations, is to withdraw. It's not to reach out. It's not to, you know, tell somebody. So even doing this podcast, it's, you know, puts me in an uncomfortable situation. But I know it's for, for good. It's out there to help somebody. When I was you know, putting out there, hey, I'm a black man in therapy, it was literally to uh, again take some of this thing so another person, another brother could say, hey, I'm in therapy too. But it's not, again, to be stoic, to just say, hey, nope, nope, I'm fine. That That's the, again, stoic line of the day. Um, you know, no, I'm fine. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. You know, how many times we ask people that and you know when they're not good, knowing they're not fine. You know, it's written all over their face sometimes, but... A lot of times you don't even have the language, you know, to articulate what we're going through. And so I hope with, um, you know, shows like this, uh, media platforms like this, um, kind of get equipped, you know, listeners with the tools and the language to talk about what they're going through um, in a more uh, productive way. And one of the things I really like, they link a, a, a YouTube video um, by a Dr. Ahmed Saoud. Um, it's called A Very Happy Brain. And it's cool it's like a little i think it's seven years old it's almost got like a million views but it's a little um you know kind of animation you know little sketch or a short story that he does uh, illustrating a brain and you know its journey from being sad in order to you know being happy and what the brain needs and it's done with rhymes and stuff you know for kids kind of the first half of it and then in the back he kind of just breaks down what you know was said um and i thought it was really great because you know now it puts like a visual we don't think of our brain all the time as happy or sad. We think of ourselves, but there are certain things that we can do, you know, to make our brain happier, sadder. You know, one of the things uh, resilience, how it relates to our mental health is uh, resilience can help protect you from various mental health conditions, such as depression, and anxiety. Uh, resilience can also help offset factors that increase the risk of mental health conditions, such as, you know, being bullied or previous traumas. So resilience helps you bounce back from those things in a pro- you know, more positive way. Um, I did an episode, you know, previously talked about Fat Joe, uh, the rapper, and, you know, watching this kind of the biography thing on him. uh, He was bullied when he was younger. He was really bullied a lot, like in middle school and stuff. And then, you know, one day, you know, he he turned into the bully. His reaction to it was, you know, all right, nobody's ever going to play me. I'm going to get them first type of thing. So that's one way to react. So. This show is trying to talk about, hey, there's there's another way, there's another there's a little, another lane to go that's a lot more positive, um, but you know, briefly, one of the things I took from the the video though, which I thought was really great, um, was that the pursuit of gratitude and compassion will make you happier than the pursuit of happiness, and I thought that was really cool, man. Like again, putting language to something, because shout out to the pursuit of happiness, good movie, um, but it's also you know in our in our country country's official um documentation of what this place is supposed to be about, man. It's supposed to be about life, liberty, and this pursuit of happiness, you know, and but that's kind of a nebulous thing, happiness. What does that mean? Is it just the pursuit of pleasure? Is it how do you define that? How do you know when you get there? Because happiness is something that's different for everybody. Um so kind of having more of a, a, a general direction, you know, the pursuits of gratitude and compassion. You know, going back to that, you know, boundaries, compassion um, in the video, he speaks about that's what pursuits of that make our brain happy. Anytime we're, you know, pursuing activity that we're passionate about um, and, you know, putting our mind fixating on things that we're grateful and have gratitude about that makes our brain happier. <laughs> so it was just illustrated in a very, very cool way. You know, i will definitely put that in the description box of the episode to check out and um, you know kind of finally to kind of wrap it up you know i'm gonna be a, like some tips basically to help improve your resilience you know um, a couple of them we've touched on already some of them employed in my own life that have really helped me out because like in the first episode you know of rolling with the punches i said hey man i just got this 140 uh, electric bill you know it was summertime it was super hot i just got this thing in the mail i just got that i just got this other bill I just got this you know there's always going to be something. And, you know, there's some things that we can do to, you know, prepare ourselves and get us ready for that something as it comes. And uh, one of the things is uh, get connected. You know, first one, get connected, you know, build strong, positive relationships, um, you know, with the loved ones that can kind of support you um, through the good, you know, and the bad times. Uh, like that one, uh, that old R&B song, Can You Stand the Rain? You know, really love that song because sunny days, everybody loves them. It's always great when that happens. uh, You know, wake up, birds are chirping, sun's shining, everything's working. But what about those days when you get into a car accident? (laughs) You know, what about those days when you're sick, when you get that test that, hey, you're positive for COVID? You know, you're going to need that support systems and loved ones around for you, you know, to be positive when you don't have the positivity yourself. Um, So get connected. That's the first one. Um, Make every day meaningful. Uh, that's a huge one again finding meaning. We've talked about that on the show before, finding meaning and purpose in life. That's that's the difference between living and existing. You know, you want to do something that gives you a sense of accomplishment and purpose every day. For me, obviously, you know, now I have a uh you know a son, when I see him, all of a sudden I'm very motivated. I feel everything has a serious meaning, you know, now. But even something as simple again as this podcast that we do kind of weekly, you know, really gave us a lot of meaning, a lot of purpose. Um, you know, people were anticipating, you know, that we were getting you know, people telling us, you know, how much this is helping them, Um, and it helps us too, you know, as we start to learn. So, you know, get you a meaningful endeavor in life, you know, something that you're passionate about, something that you truly, you know, wanted to do, that'll help you get through those days that just aren't so great. Yeah, another one um, I thought was uh, great was uh, learning from experience. And you know what, there's no substitute for experience. man. That's the truth. No substitute for time and experience. And one of the best things about learning, you know, from experience again. That time to meditate and reflect. You know, another one is our learning from experiences, and again, that's what I was talking about with my um, therapist. You know, where, where was I speaking about what I've been going through and my experiences, and again, lessons that I've learned and how I react, you know, um, responded differently than i have in the past and stuff like that. You know, when you think about times that you cope with hardships in the past, things that you've gone through, you've gotten through difficult times. Well, then that puts whatever you're going through now in perspective. You know, I think it's always, you know, perspective. You know, we, we we lose it. It's easy to do. You think this is the worst time the worst thing, whatever it is, and it's lasting forever. When the truth is no. Um, you've been through something maybe even similar to that before and, and have made it. You know, reflecting on the past, learning from experience. And uh, as in the that book I mentioned earlier, the gifts of um the gifts of imperfection, the thing about being courageous, you become courageous by being courageous. It's like you you sw- you learn how to swim from swimming you know you learn how to be courageous from encouraging you know um, getting back out there in those experiences that builds up eventually your resistance in that relationship they have that relationship to each other Um, another one here remaining hopeful as I mentioned earlier man uh, things that I say to my friends while they're going through it it's always positive hey you know you got to remain hopeful I know it's especially when you know physical illnesses You know, at the times when you're not feeling well or when the diagnosis isn't so great, you know, whatever it is, you know, it's that remaining hopeful. That's what can be the difference between um, a lot of times life and death. Fifth tip here, take care of yourself. You know, um, like I said, I came in on the beginning of the show and said I did my Tom Brady, man. I got a lot of ish going on. I didn't apologize. I said, hey, just state the obvious. You know, I had to do what I had to do to take care of myself unapologetically. We tend to, you know, put our own needs and, you know, feelings on the back burner while we're going through something when that's the exact opposite of what we need, you know, to be doing. We need to be getting our rest. We need to be eating right. We need to be getting to whatever good daily physical routines or activities we need to do. If we got an issue or problem, drama, stress, relationship, whatever we need to do, you know, really addressing those things and taking care of it and not just ignoring it, you know, taking care of yourself. Um, You know, if you need to step back from certain things for a little while, do that you know again we tried to be an example on this show I had to you know step away from the um the show for a couple weeks just so that way when I did return I would, everything would be fine um and then the last one uh, I talked about it briefly was be proactive you know don't ignore the problem obviously you know it was kind of hard to ignore a um Tuesday morning you know call from the the job saying hey you know this is <laughs> next week's going to be your last week I couldn't ignore that but What i did like i said was be proactive you know what was my what was my response to that situation was to hey update my resume (laughs) hey man it's time to get back on it look at my connections make sure that's why you don't burn no bridges i'm back working at a a company i used to work for um relationships you know so being proactive you know don't ignore your problems instead figure out what needs to be done and take a plan of action and again that kind of even goes back to having meaning for your day, you know, making, you know, stuff count, making your, making your day matter. If you have a proactive plan of action, you know, there you go. So all these things kind of, you know, going together, um, they're not isolated or siloed by any means. So as you start to take care of yourself, then you have the capacity to take care of others, you know, as you're proactive, um, then you're able to, I um, mean, not reactive, you're able to go ahead more efficiently um, handle problems, instead of you going through it for months that you that, you know, With a little preparation with the right attitude you know and all that you can shorten up that time you can only be going through it for a couple weeks so there's enough real stresses that are coming in life you don't have to prolong the ones that you can do something about (laughs) definitely i guess yeah that's that's a good way to send off the show the rolling with the punches part two show you know those things that you can see coming those issues that you can see and are dealing with you know in life take care of those because you want to have the capacity you know to deal with the stuff that you can't see that stuff that you do not know what's coming you don't want to be on emergency all the time you don't want you live your life um, from crisis to crisis my um my old pastor would say that you know live your life by design and night not from crisis to crisis so definitely so again thanks for rocking another episode of the consider your mind podcast you know episode 37 roller with the punches part two and again next time man I think I want to expound on this this topic of, you know, resilience and, you know, mental health. Um, I started, you know, my research for the show, I came across something called psychological resilience, which is the ability to cope mentally or emotionally with crises and return to your pre-crisis state quickly. Again, I spoke a little bit about it, but that's, you know, the the term for psychological resilience. So it was coined back in the 1970s by a uh, psychologist, Emma Warner, and You know she started doing research on you know children in hawaii and you know from low economic backgrounds and stuff like that and you know their ability you know to be resilient you know overcome those situations you know how they how they dealt with it mentally and to really just kind of study that so one of our friends of the show hypnotherapist uh rupert mystic we're going to have him back uh, for sure i may do you know maybe i'll touch on that with him because he's from the bahamas originally He practices out of australia but him being from the islands you know, they deal with hurricanes, you know, please everybody um, prayers up for all those people in Florida going through, you know, Hurricane Ian, I think it is. Um, But he's from a place similar to that where they deal with hurricanes, literally where, you know, life can be washed away and you're having to, you know, rebound or be resilient and bounce back. So um, yeah, that that brought me down a little slight rabbit hole of like, oh man, that's, there's a whole, you know, research behind, you know, resiliency in people, you know, so definitely going to touch on that at another date, but Um, again, thank you again for tuning in episode 37, the consider your mind podcast. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me and I do appreciate that. And, um, until next time, peace.